어머 베스트 걸 Made in Japan 비크림 팝팝파 피지밖에 못해 everyone, welcome back to the third episode of my podcast. Thank you for joining me again. I'm so glad to hear that all of you are enjoying the podcast and you want me to keep it going. Like I said in the episode before, on my Instagram at Momoskura, you can find uh, the link in my bio where you can submit any confessions, any questions or any opinions that you have. But before we start today's topic, let me say one thing first. Tomorrow is obviously Monday. I do have college and I do have a busier schedule than I did before. You may not be getting fed as much podcast episodes as you have been in the last three days, but I am not going to be leaving um, you thirsty for podcast episodes for like weeks and things like that. I'm obviously going to be updating them much quicker than that. Um, leaving the podcast for about a week and things like that. I'm obviously going to be updating them a bit quicker than that. So enough talking about that. For today's episode, we will be talking about uh, a topic that's been plaguing the K-pop community and the industry for a very long time now. It's obviously not going to be the whole podcast episode, but it will take up uh, quite a big chunk of it. So the topics we're going to be talking about today is uh, the use of the N-word in K-pop, the use of black hairstyles and cultural appropriation, uh, Fatu from Black Swan and the G-Friend situation. But ending this podcast on a positive note, we will be talking about other stuff, K-pop news, going to be looking at some of your uh, confessions and things like that. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy it. Let's start off with the hair situation. In Korea, people refer to things that we Westerners may call braids, cornrows, dreadlocks, things like Korean people refer to this as reggae mori. Mori is the Korean word for hair, so when you translate it, it translates to reggae hair. Obviously, as most of us may know, reggae is a music genre that originated in Jamaica and so on. Which is why you see a lot of these uh, people on reality shows and things like that. They refer to the K-pop idols wearing uh, braids and things like that. They refer to it as reggae mori. So if there are a couple of hairstylists in Korea that specialise in uh braids and cornrows and things like that even in their bio they refer to the hairstyles that they do on their clients as african-american hairstyle so there is no reason really for anyone to be reaching and saying that they haven't got any of this from black culture so on a korean rap competition reality show called show me the money it's quite popular one a lot of your favorite uh, rappers have debuted and come from there. The second episode of their third season aired of a contestant expressing that they were from Busan and they said the n-word afterwards. If you want you can look this up on YouTube. The judges were clearly shocked after he said it. One had their mouth open and one had their hands over their mouth. You can clearly tell that it's obviously something that shouldn't be said and all things like that and in fact one of the other judges then proceeded to avoid it and then ask him questions like asking him if he was nervous and things like that so the situation was completely forgot about a similar situation happened like this we all know the k-pop idol lehigh on july 16th she said the n-word while singing a rihanna song she soon after covered her mouth asking the person behind the camera whether it was okay if her to say the n-word or not and she was kind of shocked that she said it herself really. Lee Su-man himself, the founder of SM Entertainment, actually said himself in an interview that this is his own words. South Korea has best consumed black music in Asia. 
Just as J-pop was built on rock, we made K-pop based on black music. Take from that what you will, my people. Now moving on to Fatu from Black Swan. Ever since Fatu debuted really in Black Swan, she's been constantly criticised for her makeup, her hair, and it really erupted when screenshots of her IG live were circling around on Twitter of her wearing a blonde wig. There were so many hateful comments and they mainly focused on the fact that the lace at the front of her wig was showing. Fatu actually saw a lot of these comments and went on Twitter to post a now deleted tweet voicing her opinion and she this is what she said. Y'all are really concerned about a wig that's not even real hair but a wig. Wow, it's not that serious, it's just hair. That was what Fatu said. I think that she deleted the tweet after. Are people not thinking about how there's limited stylists in Korea that can naturally do black hair? Yeah, I have seen that there are some places in Korea like shops that sell wigs and hair for braids and things like that. But there's obviously not a wide range of things and she probably has to do her own hair. There was another k-pop idol that was also black she was under dr music before fatu and she had a really hard time in korea she actually had to do her own hair so there was no stylist that could do it for her the last thing i'm going to say about this situation is fatu actually wears wigs that are 300 plus so these aren't cheap and they actually are human hair wigs so even after this and all of the comments that Fatu is aware of the comments about her lace front and how people don't like her hair and her makeup, it's no longer a really constructive criticism anymore, it's just straight up harassment. Okay now let's move on to G-Friend. I think all of us may briefly know about the situation. G-Friend's leader Soan posted three pictures of her smiling and cuddling with a mannequin but it isn't just any mannequin. It was a mannequin of a man in Nazi soldier uniform. Obviously, we all know about the Holocaust, so it's not anything new, and I'm not really gonna go into anything about Hitler and what the Nazi soldiers did. Though people were saying that, or they thought that she was in a museum, she was actually in a cafe. The cafe is called Cafe Zeno, and that's where G-Friend were filming. It is a popular cafe, a lot of K-dramas had been filmed there and a lot of photo shoots such as Twice's Signal. But fans actually found out that these pictures were taken on a set of a VCR for their new album, Walpurgis Night. Soan actually deleted the posts after, but it, she didn't delete it because of the reasons that we was all thinking of. It turns out she actually deleted it because she didn't want G-Friend's fan base, buddies, to actually get jealous that someone supposedly chose the Nazi mannequin over them. Well, there you go, everyone. <laughs> Fans actually rushed to defend Soan, saying that she might not know about the Holocaust, but this is clearly reaching, in my opinion. Who doesn't know about the Holocaust? Korean fans actually commented themselves and did say that they do in fact know about the Holocaust, they were taught about it in school and that there's no way that someone doesn't know about it. I actually had someone submit an opinion about this on my Google form when I first started out this podcast. They said, why are people acting as if G-Friend hasn't done anything bad? People are excusing someone's actions that aren't a part of the community that's offended. My family had to hide from the Nazis because they would take them and she's acting as if it's nothing. 
No, she's not a Nazi, so stop calling her that, but also don't excuse her. I 100% agree with this. I think that people have just sort of uh, let this slide, sort of, because I haven't heard anything about this since it come out, really. I think that this happens a lot, but as soon as an idol apologises or deletes a post or something like that, people just say, okay, they uh, know they've done something wrong, so let's just all forget about it now. And no, that is absolutely not the case. We are not going to forget about it. If you've offended a community, I don't think that just a single apology video or uh, deleting a post is enough, really. People that are black K-pop stands, people that are Native American, where their culture has been appropriated, uh, Desi people, the South Asian culture, and now it's Jewish people. And especially if you aren't a part of any of these communities or these minorities, people think that they have a right to just say, no, you're completely wrong, your opinion is not valid, you shouldn't feel offended, they've said sorry, let's all forget about it. And then it gets worse and then there's stands that are not holding them accountable at all. Okay, now moving on to the next one. On episode 54 of Treasure's reality show, Treasure Map, the members of Treasure were supposed to complete a task and all of the members that couldn't complete the task were given a punishment. The punishment was to wear costumes, which is clothing from different cultures in public. The fact that they had to do that as a punishment is sending me at the moment. But three hours after the video came out, the editor decided to take all of that out. But I think that you can still find some videos of them walking around in the street being embarrassed that they have to wear these uh, costumes. One of the outfits was a uh, chic. The other one was of a, a rasta, a Jamaican rasta with dreadlock. I think another one of them was a Native American outfit as well. I'm not sure who's who and who was wearing what. Now let's move on to one of the more popular ones. Red Velvet's Wendy. This has actually happened on two accounts. She would be on a reality show with Red Velvet. If you didn't know, Wendy was actually raised in Canada and Minnesota for seven years. So she is the only Red Velvet member that is actually fluent in English. So I think that the people on the show asked Wendy when she was growing up, do people from different ethnic backgrounds speak differently over where she was when she was growing up? Wendy actually answered with yes, and this is how she said a white girl would speak. Oh my God, girls, like, did you hear that? He's so hot. Okay, okay. And this is how she said a black girl would speak, or African-American in her own words. Well, there you go. Take from that what you will. Obviously, I think that what frustrates me the most is that these people on this panel are clearly asking her because they think that she has more experience knowing what the people are like over in America and Canada because she's lived there. So when 
Wendy starts to present white people in this way of like, oh my God, he's so hot. And then black people with an attitude. And then it's broadcasted all over Korea. What is people gonna think? Also, I think that it just reinforces this idea that all black girls have attitudes and things like that, which obviously isn't the case. It's very stereotypical. And it's just kind of silly to... This is the she done this twice by the way and both times were similar she presented white people and black people in the same way the fact that it wasn't even changed up and this these two times were like a couple years apart it just gives off that all white people act the same and all black people act the same which is clearly not the case we're all westerners we know that everyone is different okay let me give you a moment to just breathe that all in are you now realizing, if you didn't already, this massive problem in K-pop? 12 minutes into my podcast, I could go on forever. You will be here forever if I explained every single situation that we've had with cultural appropriation, racism, and everything else like that. Okay, so for the last part of this cultural appropriation, racism section of the podcast, let's talk about Jessie. I actually also had a question, or I think it was an opinion about Jessie, in my google forms side note if you would like to submit your own opinion confessional question please go to my instagram at momos kura there's a link in my bio for you to fill out a form if you have anything to say so this person said i strongly dislike jesse first she's pretending to be black second meanwhile talking about poa one of the most important people in K-pop, like she saved SM Entertainment, she really did. She called her the F-slur and the N-word, all because of a song called Girls on Top. Why do people still stand her? Well, let's get into everything Jessie has done that is problematic. Of course, the main one that we might all know about is Jessie's quote-unquote blackfishing. We've all known Jessie to have this more tanned appearance compared to other K-pop idols. She is... Uh, a darker person but people may say that this isn't actually her real skin uh, a lot of people think that it's because she tans herself darker and all things like that but it's not unheard of for korean people or k-pop idols really for them to be uh with for their skin tone to be darker of course we've got exos kai mama moose hwasa so it's not really like all korean people are pale and white after her comeback, Nu Nu Nana, people called her out asking her why a lot of her backup dancers were appropriating black culture and the hair. Obviously, if you don't know, a lot of people um, say that, especially in Korea, if you have a darker skin tone, it's mainly seen as a, a skin tone that poorer people have as they spend more time in the sun. But rich people spend a lot of time indoors, which means that they're more paler. This is obviously why we see a lot of whitewashing. K-pop idols also use the Snow app, which we all know the Snow app. It's just, I've used it before on myself just to see what it was like. I, I looked about 10 shades lighter. I know that Momo used to use it a lot. I don't think she uses it a lot now. Also, one young from Eyes One also used to use the Snow app. And when you compare uh, a picture of them that's not whitewashed compared to when they use a snow app or when they've been edited to, to look more whiter there's a big difference a lot of the time when jesse has a comeback she always makes videos with idols of her dancing with them to her new song and a lot of people point out that she looks so much darker than them and obviously this is probably due to the Korean beauty standards. If you do see older pictures of Jessie, obviously she is a, 
a bit darker than your usual k-pop idol by your usual k-pop idol we obviously know much paler um there's a lot of pictures of k-pop idols with their face very very pale compared to their neck which is their natural skin color and it's completely different so comparing jesse's old pictures to her now she has gotten darker there is one picture of her in a pink dress i think and her legs are very dark i mean almost darker than me obviously i'm mixed race my dad is black my mom is white she is literally darker than me jesse being jesse actually responded to some of these comments about her blackfishing and also she deleted the picture of her in the pink outfit this is what she said now people keep saying that you trying to you trying to be black I, I don't know how that's possible um stop saying that i'm blackfishing because y'all just trying to find a reason to hate on a person i never even knew what that meant and i asked like i said i asked a million people what that meant and nobody knew so stop saying that i'm blackfishing because all of a sudden if you look through all my photos since i was like a child not a child since i was like maybe 16 17 i love the sun i never knew that being enjoying the sun and going on vacation and putting on tanning oil and being tan like liking to have some vitamin c and d is a bad thing i didn't know that was black fishing you know what i mean which is weird because like a lot of people keep saying that and it's just like shut the fuck up like shut up how can i try to make myself look black it's like it's okay anyways i don't even want to get into i'm just trying to just let you guys know like i know i just you know lately i have just been in the sun like not trying to like tan tan it's just i've been like outside doing shows and like videos and stuff like that so i got tan well there you go like i always say take from that what you will okay that was the last uh thing that i was gonna talk about in the section of cultural appropriation, blackfishing, racism, etc. Now I'm going to be moving on to K-pop news. Okay, let's move on to Momo and Hicho. As we all know, Momo and Hicho have separated around July time. On the ninth episode of an MBN show about relationships, Hicho did say some things that a lot of Momo stands, including me, hinted to maybe why he and Momo broke up. The topic of that episode was like gaming and how it can affect people's relationships. And there were people on the show that were telling the people that were on the panel, Heechul was one of them, about their situation and how it related to relationships and gaming. One wife did reveal that her husband is gaming from morning until the, the evening and it drives her crazy. And this was where Heechul came in. He said that he lost one of his girlfriends over his love of video games. Obviously, it was really odd for him to say this around the time that the article came out about him and Momo separating. And people were questioning whether he was talking about Momo. Someone did comment and say, it hasn't been long since that official breakup article came out. So if he says that, of course it will remind you of Momo. If you're a Momo fan, you'd be annoyed too. I think that a lot of the comments were saying that he meant bad about it and whoever, whatever girlfriend he was talking about. And a lot of people think that he could have worded it better. But personally, I don't think that he meant any harm by saying it. I think he was just, you know, stating a fact. Let's move on. Let me get a little side one in there. 
A fan tweeted, Sunwoo from The Boys said that his favourite rapper is Jay Park. Jay Park must have been on Twitter at this time. He was replying to fans' comments and questions and things like that. But to this one tweet, he replied, I don't know who this is, but thank you for the support. <gasps> oh my God. If this guy could not get any more problematic. But people do think that he's just saying it as a genuine thing. He doesn't know who Sunwoo is. Someone commented, when Jay is saying he doesn't know him, he means he has not met him or doesn't know him personally. People are always wanting to throw hate on someone as if the world isn't already bad enough. Spread love, not hate. Why always look at things negatively? Then somebody else on the other side of the argument commented, the principle of the problem is that he sounded very rude. He could have said, thank you Sunwoo from the boys, rather than, I don't know who this boy is. Was it necessary? I don't think so. Also, I do not stand the boys. Let me know what you think about that one. I know that it has been kind of firing up on Twitter about it, but I think it's died down now. In other news, BTS's Idol music video has become the sixth video to surpass 1 billion views. Pause and give a round of applause to BTS. I remember when that came out actually, I was on holiday, BTS was starting the tour on that day. I sadly did not get the tickets, but I did get the tickets for the Love Yourself Speak Yourself tour, which I'm very grateful for. Blackpink Lisa's music video, La Lisa, hits over 100 million views on YouTube. After it not being that long since it's come out, so well done to her. Also, Blackpink's Whistle music video surpasses 700 million views. Anyway, uh, Thai MC chose to discredit the successes of GOT7's Bam Bam and 2PM's Nikon as a way to uh, compliment Lisa's solo debut. When he was actually talking about Lisa's song, La Lisa, the MC said, this is a, an event that has finally happened to Thailand. We can consider very prideful. We have never seen a Thai superstar go this far. Back then we had Nikon, but he wasn't very successful to this degree. We also have Bam Bam, but he isn't too, he didn't manage to get this far as Lisa. Well, that wasn't very nice, to say the least. This even got to Bam Bam's mum. He, she found out about what he was saying and she, she said she was very hurt by it. A lot of fans were rightly so to be irritated about this. You can uh, uplift someone, but you don't have to bring other people down. I think that was very wrong for him to say. Bam also took to Twitter to share his response. And when faced with the insults from the MC, he chose to take the high road, which touched many fans' hearts. This is what he said. I am okay. Sometimes a lot of people may not be aware of my efforts, but with everyone knowing and understanding me, I'm already happy. After that, fans started to use the hashtag, hashtag we love you bam bam and hashtag respect bam bam. What could have been a solely negative situation turned into a place for fans to share their love for bam bam. Okay, so for the last part of this podcast, I'm going to be reading some of your confessions, questions and opinions. If you would like to submit your own, please go to my Instagram at momoskura where you will find a link in my bio to submit anything that you'd like to say. One person asked me, what do you think about the vaccine? Well, I know this uh, obviously isn't any harm, but this is a K-pop podcast. I'm only going to talk about K-pop, but if I open a general conversation podcast, I will let you know. Someone else asked, do you ever think overpricing will stop? Um, I, I don't actually really, to be honest. Maybe people will become aware of it. I've had situations where I've had to, especially on Depop, do people on Depop love to overprice? I've said to people on Deeprop numerous amounts of times, you're overpricing it, this is how much it should be for. And most of them have just gone, okay, 
thanks for letting me know and then a good couple days later it's still on there for the same price some people even sell fake photo cards they're not necessarily fake they're more fan made photo cards and they sell them for real official photo card prices and i'm asked I, they may not know that these are fan made photo cards sometimes they come in albums especially when you buy them off amazon so i just had to let someone know that this was a fan made photo card this person got a dance the night away momo photo card in a yes or yes album i mean let's make it make sense here people it doesn't really make sense for them to give you a dance the night away photo card in a yes or yes album and she was pricing it for six pounds i think to this day it is still up there i have told them that it's not an official photo card and they just sent me kisses kisses i'm just gonna let them be i just hope nobody buys it someone else asked how do you trade photo cards with someone do you just like give your address away and then ship them a photo card? Uh, I guess you could put it like that, yeah. Also, I think if you're asking in terms of you want to start photo card trading or anything like that, you should always send a video of the photo card itself so then people can check for uh, damages that you might not have been aware of. Also sending a video of the post office receipt if you sent it off to the post office or if you send it off at a post box, a video if you put it in the in putting it in the box, obviously. This is a topic I'm going to get on about next podcast episode. It's more about collecting next episode. But I want to um, express how important it is to delete your address after trading or um, purchasing something, especially on Instagram. A lot of it's getting much easier for people to hack into accounts nowadays. And I just want people to be careful. And I think that it's very, very important that you take precautions. Check your login activity all the time in your Instagram settings. See if any suspicious... Um, it will always tell you locations of where devices have logged in. If you don't recognise it, please do log it out. And just to be extra careful, change your password. But I'm not going to get into that too much this episode that'll be for next time but yes you put down each other's um addresses if it's a trade or if you're um selling it to someone then you just send proof of postage and then that's it really someone else asked are there any topics off limits no there is not and that's what is going to be different about my podcast i think that a lot of people are afraid to address issues such as the ones that i've spoken about today and this is the reason why things don't get solved mainly we need to talk about them we need to let people know if we're offended and all that someone else said i want to join you bestie there are a lot of people on here it turns out to be that want to join me and good for you i will be considering doing guest people and all things like that soon well that is it for today's episode thank you so 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 much if you got this far i really hope you enjoyed this episode next episode i will be talking a bit about the collecting community and other k-pop news that's going on also reading your confessions your questions your opinions i said this for the 80th time in this podcast but if you'd like to submit anything like that please go to my instagram at momoskura you'll find a link in my bio where you can submit anything like that i've gotten so good at saying this by the way i had to re-record myself saying link in bio link in this all that 
like 20 times. I've rehearsed this so good by saying this about at least four times in my podcast. But I do hope you enjoyed today's podcast topic. I know a lot of people tend to avoid this sort of thing in their YouTube videos and all stuff like that, but we're not gonna get any of that here. Let me know what you like about my podcast, what you think I should improve on, if you'd like me to talk about anything. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.